Welcome to WDW for Families, the original family-friendly trip planning podcast, helping you plan your Disney vacation for over five years. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's podcast. We're excited to have you. We've got a, uh, a fun night ahead of us. And, uh, I, you know, this is Randy. Todd is not here tonight. I don't know what he was doing, but it was something very important. I'm sure that kept him from joining us on the podcast. But tonight we have uh, myself, I'm Randy, and who else is here? Let's go around. Just shout it out. I'm here. It's Stephanie. Hey, guys. Hi, I'm here. It's Charity. Oh, Charity beat me to the punch. It's me. <laughs> Kevin's here as well. Perfect. So um, it's been a little while since we've uh, connected with listeners. It's been a while since we've had one of these uh, uh, shows. So let's. Uh, what we're, our plan for tonight is to just kind of go around, talk about how things are going. And I know we have at least one trip report with Kevin. He can tell us what's going on down at the world and what is the uh, state of affairs. And he can tell us uh, if he's ridden any new rides and such. So uh, we'll end with that. But as we go around, um, what's new, Charity? Are, is anything new in your world? Are, have you been to Disney recently? Are you planning to go? Uh, tell us what's going on. Yeah, um, I think... November was actually the last time I was in the park, so it feels like it's been a while. Um, but in a few weeks, uh, my husband and I are going to go down, spend some time in Universal. Um, so I might get to, you know, hop over to Disney Springs, do something like that. And then um, we now are in um, fish extender time because we are going on a Disney cruise on the Fantasy in August. So uh, we're going to make it a really long trip. We're going to do land and sea, but we're going to do land. We're going to do Universal as the land part and then uh, Disney Cruise for the sea part. Uh, so we've got, yeah, seven, seven days. I'm excited. We're going to visit some islands we've never been to. And um, yeah, it'll be a nice, good, long trip. We're looking forward to it. Uh, sounds amazing. Is there any highlight? Have you been on that ship before? No, so we have only um, done the smallest ships, and um, this time we're going to be on the Fantasy. So I, you know, you know, I'm super excited because they have Pepe's door. So gotcha. this is a big, big moment for me. The whole family knows I'm really excited. <laughs> gotcha. And they're the only ship with anything Muppets wise. Um. Not sure. I feel like it's on the dream as well, um, but I'm going to have to look that up. Oh, that's fine. I was just curious. Good. Anything else with the fam? Anything else to share? Uh, theater shows, theater shows, theater shows. That seems to be our life. Um, let's see. The next show was announced and the kids did audition. So they just got their roles last weekend. Corinne got a lead and um, Jonathan got a part two. So they're they're very excited, which of course means I'm going to have uh, about a month and a half of costume making <laughs> for oh. it. So yeah, they keep us busy with that. Sounds like fun. Sounds like fun. Well, Stephanie, share with us what's uh, what's been going on. What's going on with you? Well, I also am in the middle of theater season. Um, we are. <laughs> my daughter Tinsley is doing Moana, 
And uh, they have done five performances, and they have six more wow. <laughs> left. And um, I am the theater mom that gets to feed 70 children. Um, so I feel just as exhausted as these kids do, but, um, we're having a blast and, you know, honestly, it, it's reminding me how much I do like Moana, um, listening to it 75 times will really do it for you, but no, it's a great one. And I, I'm really enjoying it. Now, is this a school theater thing or is this a community thing? This is a school theater thing. Um, and her middle school is, um, it's, it is very intense. It's not your regular middle school <laughs> theater productions. I mean, honestly, um, there's two different types of glitter, glow in the dark glitter and gold glitter. There's glow in the dark bubbles. Um, there's, I mean, it is, it's just a whole deal. It's amazing. So um, they're ready for Broadway pretty much. Now, Charity, were your kids, are they in a community thing or is this a, a school thing? Like, how are they getting connected with this? Yeah, there's are actually, it's a community theater group. So um, my kids are 8 and 11. So uh, they're not even into like a middle school or high school yet. So um, this is a community group. Yeah, and, actually, and, uh, we'll, and we'll ask, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I was going to say, uh, since you mentioned the show, uh, it, the kids are doing SpongeBob this time. SpongeBob. In a moment, I'll share about my uh, my oldest. She's in uh, the the Little Mermaid, and then Kevin will let you share uh, what 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 Disney or cartoon uh, theater stuff your kids are into. Okay, well, so we, we- <laughs> believe it or not, so my daughter really loves to do theater. It's something that she just recently learned uh, that she liked last year. And, and if you knew my daughter, you would think this was interesting because she is definitely a more reserved uh type of person um like like for instance if i'm doing anything on stage um at church or anything like that she does not want to have anything to do with that my son on the other hand he's right there with me my daughter though loves the stage the theater stage i don't know what it is about it but she absolutely loves it um, and she, the, our, our school does something, uh, for the younger grades, uh, during the summer and they're doing Madagascar this summer. So it's not a Disney, but, um, should be fun. And she plans on doing it. So I'm pretty excited uh, to see what that's like for sure. Well, I didn't know we were such a theater podcast. And of course, you know, uh, Todd is, is knee deep in it as well. So. Um, I didn't realize that uh, we were all there in that phase. I, I love the fact that you thought I was, you were going to catch me on that one. I love that. That's pretty good. <laughs> Stephanie, was there anything uh, else you wanted to share kind of uh, uh, in the past or going forward Disney-wise that you guys have something planned or anything, anything there to share? You know, I wish we had something planned for Disney. I have um, a lot of um, other international travels um, and, and maybe a surprise or two coming up, but I don't have anything specifically Disney, um, which is a bummer, but now that the annual passes have come up, it's like, Hmm, like how many times will I go? Um, do I want that anyway? It's all a consideration. Well, so I'll, I'll share then for us. Um, we, 
we went in February with friends. I think I probably already shared that in the past. And so that was our most recent trip, but we did just get, um, we just got the annual passes. That's how we're, that's um, our big gift to each other. Beth and I uh, celebrating 25 years of marriage is that we got um, a family full of annual passes. So uh, we're excited they're available. Now we are actually recently just owned property now in Florida. So we could have gotten any of the passes, um, even the Florida resident. And I, I really wanted to get the cheapest pass and save that money. Uh, but Beth uh, wanted to be able to go more frequently and, and uh, on the weekends. So we, we upgraded a little bit. So uh, we're excited about that. Um, have several trips planned, right? Because now you have to get your money's worth. That's the, that's the thing. That's so what I was going to say. I was going to say, if anyone can get their money's worth out of annual passes, it's you guys for oh, sure. Yeah. We will squeeze. We will squeeze everything we can get out of it. Um, so we've got uh, our anniversary trip is coming up here in uh, about a month. And then um, after that, you know, we've got several. We're there about every every month or two, um, at least for a while. So we're excited about that and lots of fun places to stay. Bring in my parents for one trip, which they've never. We're going to do the two bedroom thing. Have them stay with us. We've never done that before. So we've got some good stuff coming up. So we're excited about that. I mentioned Abby was in the uh, in the musical The Little Mermaid. She played Ursula. She was great, fantastic. Uh, she's been nominated for a citywide award, and so uh, we're excited about that. So um, we got lots of lots of good Disney stuff going on here. But let's pass it on to Kevin. Kevin, tell us you know if you've gone recently, uh, which I know you have, so I know you'll, you'll share that for for sure, and then kind of. Um, uh, what's what's ahead for you guys? Well, I'll I'll start with that one. Um, so I I grew up going to Disney. I grew up kind of inundated in Disney stuff. My wife did not, and so the way we have the the way I've done Disney with her has been a little bit different because um, we've had to kind of work through some of that. Um, but I think after this last trip that we took, I think I convinced her that the longer trips are definitely worth it. Um, we, we went, 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 went on this last trip. Um, and, and we'll get into that in a minute, but, uh, we were exhausted. Uh, we did it, we did it. Um, we did it differently because we didn't have kids, um, with us. And so in the future, we, we, we plan to take our, our kids. I'm not sure exactly when it'll be. Um, we don't, we haven't planned it yet, but, when we do, it's going to be one of our longer trips and probably have a day or two off. Um, like we encourage everybody to do. Um, we're going to drink some of our own medicine on that. And um, so uh, we'll kind of see what that um, what that looks like. But yeah, we um, we did. We just uh, got back from Disney. We uh, were in Florida for a conference. Um, and so my wife and I went with another couple that we are friends with also big Disney fans. And, um, we, we had a few days at the conference where we did a few things, uh, not, not specifically Disney parks. And then afterwards we tacked on the Disney trip. So we had a few things that we did outside of the parks that, that I'll want to discuss. And then we did three days 
And I'll put a little confession in here. Uh, one of our last podcasts, uh, one of the questions was, how would you do three days at Disney? And that was actually my question because I was curious what everyone would say. And so I'll kind of give you an idea of what we did on that. Um, and so um, I'm happy to answer a lot of questions. Let me, let me tell you a couple of things. First of all, we did we did three days. We did do a park hopper. We did do Genie Plus. We did do Magic Band Plus. And um, we, uh, let's see, we stayed on property. And um, yeah, we did all four parks in those three days. And we, okay, so a couple of things that we did outside of the parks. Um, we, well, they were still on property. Um, so we went to a couple of restaurants um, which we can talk about later. Uh, some at Disney Springs, one um, at a at a hotel. But the other thing that we did that was a lot of fun that I would highly encourage someone to do if you have the opportunity um, is we took one day and we went over to City Walk and we did the Back to the Future escape room. Now, what is like like an escape game thing? It is yes, it's like your typical escape room. Only they've got. Back to the Future and Jurassic Park, and we chose to do the Back to the Future one. One of the uh, one of the team members there told us that the Back to the Future one is the more challenging of the two, um, but it was a lot of fun. Um, takes about forty five minutes to go through, and um, yeah, it's a lot of nostalgia, a lot of nostalgia packed in there now did you get to do this with the people you know from your group or or like how many people are allowed into this thing yeah so there's they don't guarantee that you'll do it by yourself unless you have enough people and i think the number of people is uh six or possibly eight i will tell you right now we had four we just went with we did it first thing in the morning and so there it was not busy uh, there were very few people in there. And so the four of us got to do it by ourselves. I will tell you that more than four people in there, I feel like it would start getting pretty crowded. So, um, yes, it was just us. and um, But I don't think that it's a guarantee that you will do it just with your own group unless you pay for enough people. Got it. Why didn't you do the Jurassic one? Was it just because you wanted like the the harder experience? I, I so want to do the Jurassic one, so I'm now I'm wondering why. Well, we I think just for us, we had more. We we, we just decided we wanted to do the Back to the Future one more. Um, we would like to do the Jurassic one as well. We just had to pick one or the other. We we didn't feel like we could do both of them. Um, it's not your cheapest escape room as you might think. And so we just chose to do one instead of both. Hey, Kevin, I was going to ask you that follow up question. Like approximately how much does it cost? I'm curious now. Yeah, it was about $75 a person. So, um, and I don't know if it's always the same price. Um, I was not the one that purchased the tickets uh, for our group. I just know that we owed $150 at the end of the time. <laughs> so now the most important question is, did you escape? 
We did. And so one of the things that's kind of neat about these specifically, um, a, a lot of escape rooms are, are built differently. This one had multiple different rooms. And so as soon as you did one thing, it would open another room. And there were, I think, like five different rooms, um, something like that. But each each room had multiple different levels for you to accomplish. And so you may only accomplish one of them. They guarantee that you're going to escape. They guarantee that they're going to help you out, make sure that you finish. Um, but some of the rooms will have like three different levels that you can get. So as soon as you get one uh, clue done, then you will get another one. And if you don't get another one, then you get to move on. So it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm I'm curious. Like I I'm happy to tell you as much as you want to know. So some some who's got the first question? I'll start things off. Uh, where did you stay? Yeah. So we stayed at Art of Animation, and we stayed in a Nemo suite, and we were very strategic in that because the Nemo suites are the ones that are closest to the Skyliner, and we literally were able to walk out of our hotel room, and the Skyliner was right there. It's also the one closest to the hub where the food court is and all that kind of stuff. So uh, we stayed in art animation in a family suite and uh, we loved it. And again, it was just, just the two of you. Well, it was, but we actually, all four of us stayed in that room together. Um, one of the things that's nice about those rooms is they've got the two bathrooms. Um, and uh, so we kind of had our, uh, each had our own room at the end of the night. Um, my wife and I took the, the quote unquote master area. They had the rest of, of the area to themselves. So it made it a lot more affordable to do it that way. And did you feel like it was private enough? Like, do you, you know, have separate entrances or you just share the one entrance or how does that work? Yeah, there's, there's one entrance. Um, but yeah, once you close that, this is different in some of the suites, but in the um, art of animation suite specifically, uh, the master has its own bathroom, and so it is completely closed off. So you have a bedroom and a bathroom behind one door, and then on the other side of the door, you've got like the living area. You've got the uh, table that folds down into a Murphy bed, and then there's a, a separate bathroom, full bathroom in there as well. Okay, Kevin, I'm curious to know um, how you set up your park dates. How did you decide, you know, which park you're going to go to and which park did you start in? Yeah, we, you know, it, it's interesting because, you know, we love kind of end capping our trips with Magic Kingdom, but we really couldn't do that very well. So we took a completely different approach. Um, we started off in Animal Kingdom and we, we basically did rope drop to the end of park every single you know all three days so we started off at animal kingdom and we did pretty much everything we wanted to there we ate uh lunch at satuli canteen and then um did one more thing and then we hopped over to hollywood studios and then we ended um the rest of our day at hollywood studios um we got over there right about 2 30 3 o'clock and we did Fantasmic, the first showing of Fantasmic. And then we went and rode um, Slinky Dog. And that was a full day. Uh, we got 16 yeah. attractions in that day. And that's um, amazing. 
Yeah, I, I will tell you that Genie Plus was the reason we were able to do that. Um, and we can discuss that if you want to. Um, the next day, we um, we went to Epcot, started off at Epcot. And then as soon as um, Epcot Forever was over, the fireworks uh, were over, we hopped over to Magic Kingdom and did uh, three different attractions over there and ended the day at Magic Kingdom. We actually got 15 attractions in on that day. And then um, the last day we stayed at Magic Kingdom the whole day. So we ended, we decided to end our time at Magic Kingdom this time. So you did open to close three days in a row, no break. So now wait, did I hear you at the beginning say next time you'll start breaking up the days a little or or did you say this time you started breaking up the days a little oh no no next time next time we're gonna break it we again we didn't have kids uh, this is like this was a big deal to me because normally we've got our kids and i was like look i'm not taking a bag we didn't take a bag with us i i like i didn't even carry a wallet into the park with me um and we just we were like look we're just gonna have fun and we didn't we didn't feel like we overly rushed ourselves. And like I said, Genie Plus really helped with that. Um, but no, I needed a break. I was, we were tired. <laughs> we were tired. We, in, in those three days, Randy, we eclipsed 85,000 steps in those three days. Oh my it was, goodness. It was a lot. That is, that, that is a lot. Um, all right. All right. Next question um, for me. Okay. You teed it up earlier, but so I'm super curious. So what restaurants did you end up eating at? Okay. So we, we started off um, and just tried to, we, we wanted to do a few different things. One of the things that we did um, was we ate at Wine Bar George on one of the nights uh, that we were at the conference and that was a lot of fun. Um, it, it's a, it's a really neat uh, location, a neat place. Um, they had one of, one of the things that we got was a, um, it was kind of a flank steak, but it was uh, for four people. And so we were able to kind of split that. And we also did their big charcuterie board. Um, and so that was a, that, that was, that was a good night. The other thing that we did is, we did something that I've always wanted to eat at, which was Il Molino over at the Swan. And if you're looking for good Italian, that place is phenomenal. <laughs> it's a little off the beaten path and getting over to the Swan, um, but really not that big of a deal. Um, you can hop on a, you can hop on a boat and get over there from Epcot or, or Hollywood studios pretty easily. And uh, we absolutely loved that. I, I, uh, I would definitely recommend that if you're looking for for something a little bit, a little bit pricier, maybe, but also really, really nice. Um, and then as far as in the parks go, so uh, one of the things that we were really excited about is we did, uh, you know, it's Flower and Garden and at Epcot, and so we ate around the world. And um, we did a lot of different places with that. Um, oh, goodness. We we just kind of ate all day long <laughs> whenever we were at Epcot. 
um, when we were hungry, we would find something else to eat at one of the one of the kiosks there. So uh, that was really good. And the other one that I was excited about because I'm a big uh, Jungle Cruise fan, and we had I've still never eaten at Skipper Canteen. And um, it's interesting because I had heard some mixed reviews um, from people, but we were very fortunate. We got put in one of the back rooms that um, was a little bit more uh, quaint, I should say, and not in the big what I would call the cafeteria area. And um, the food was really good. They had a like a special appetizer that night um, that was fantastic. And uh, I ordered a steak and it was amazing. So um, those were kind of our our big meals uh, that we did. We did um, obviously some counter service. I made sure that I got a spicy, sweet and spicy chicken waffle while I was there. And, um, you know, some of the fun things that we enjoy. All right, Kevin, this is going to be a loaded question. So put on your thinking cap, right? All right. Here's what I want to know. I want to know Kevin Hackett's Genie Plus Hacks. Doesn't that sound like a thing? It was. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this. Can you give me maybe your top three Genie Plus hacks? Like, what would you tell somebody are the three most important things to know about the Genie Plus? Okay, that's a good question. This is the first time we'd ever done Genie Plus, so there was a little bit of a learning curve, but not too bad. Um, the first thing that I really do not like about it is that you have to buy it each and every day at the beginning of the day. Now, that being said, um, because of that, you can schedule your first Genie Plus um, attraction immediately. And so what what I would say is really you need to think about what are the things that you want to do and what lines are you willing to wait in and what lines are you not really willing to wait in. And at the end of the day, we were able to schedule some pretty big um, attractions by doing uh, the Genie Plus. So we didn't wait in a lot of really long lines um the entire time it's one of the reasons we were able to get through very uh, so many attractions and because we would we would use it for some of the larger uh lines um so first of all we did not do a lightning lane uh genie plus uh we did not do genie plus for flight of passage the first day uh we actually did it for everest now one of the things that that I was a little confused on um, and just something to know is that you basically, once you select a genie plus attraction, you can't make another one for two hours, except in the morning. It's two hours after the last park opens. So if a park opens at eight o'clock, you would think you would be able to schedule another attraction at 10 o'clock, but that's not the case. You cannot schedule it until 11 o'clock because at the time, uh, the latest, uh, the latest park opened at nine. So that was something that was a little bit 
something we didn't expect. Um, and who knows, maybe that'll change from time to time. Um, but we also got in that weird time frame where the first two days we were there, it was $35 a piece. Um, it was still Easter hangover as far as that goes. And that, that was a Thursday and a Friday. And then the Saturday went down to $25. So I think you really have to, one, one of the things that I would say, maybe my second hack is you just really need to figure out what you want your day to look like and whether or not you feel like that 25 to $35 is going to be worth not waiting in certain lines. I would say that if you are going to be there for more days than we were going to be there. So if you were going to have a five or a six or a seven day trip, I would hit some of those longer lines first thing or late at night. One of those two things and maybe skip doing Genie Plus. Because if you have a family of four or more, like, you know, some of the other people here on this podcast, um, that's a lot of money that you've got to add in to your trip. And the stress of getting up and making sure you get it every day as well. Um, also something you really have to think through. Um, but we, we, the, I guess the third thing that, that I would say is don't be afraid to use it for something that other people might not use it for. Um, specifically, we used it for the Festival of Fantasy Parade at Magic Kingdom to get a premier spot and we did not have to wait. Um, we were able to do whatever we wanted to until about 20 minutes before the parade. And then we showed up and had a great spot uh, right there in front of the castle. Um, and so we used it for that at one time. And at first I was like, well, I don't use it on a parade. Um, but I was really glad after we did that. I was like, can we do this later for fireworks? And they don't offer it for that. But now, Kevin, uh, I had friends who were there at about the same time the week after uh, Easter, and they said it was surprisingly not terribly busy. Is that what you felt? Yes, except for Hollywood Studios. Um, gotcha. Yes, I would completely agree with that. I was very surprised at how few people were actually. Um, in the park, when we were at Hollywood Studios, though it was the afternoon and it felt very crowded. I felt like I was dodging people all over the place. Uh, but because we had Genie Plus, we didn't have to wait in seriously long lines. Um, Did you get to ride the new Tron? Okay, so um, now we get to attractions. Um, we... I finally got to ride all the things that I had not had a chance to to ride. Um, one of those being I had still never done Slinky Dog Dash because I was not going to wait in a 120-minute line or more. Um, we finally did that at the end of the night, and uh, it was scheduled. This is something else I would say. It, was, it showed 70 minutes, and it took us less than 30. I think at the end of the night, they are hosting crazy yes. long wait times right now. That are not. I think they do that a lot. Yes. So just keep that in mind. Um, but yes, we did. We did ride Tron. We actually got in the vir virtual queue uh, for Tron. We got an early time frame for that, and then um, we also did a lightning lane for that one. So we rode it twice. We also rode uh, Guardians 
Cosmic Rewind, and I won't spoil it for anyone, but that is by far the new best ride at Disney. It's absolutely incredible. So you liked uh, it more than Tron? Yes. I would I would have we we talked about this. I would have skipped a lightning lane for Tron and used that on Guardians. And so I would have done that if I uh if I had a choice. And then um we did Ratatouille as well. This is the first time I had done that. Great ride. Um absolutely loved that as well. So I kind of hit all the highlights that I wanted to as far as attractions go. That's great. Charity, what else what are the questions you have? <laughs> Well, um, I, you know, I'm I'm always so focused on food. What was the the favorite snack that you had during your trip? Since especially since you were there during a festival. Yeah, um, probably one of the things that we liked the most is they had a like a cream filled beignet in France that had like caramel drizzle on the top, and it was fantastic. <laughs> that was probably my favorite one. Yeah, it was good. Okay, I've got another one. So you said you stayed at Art of Animation. Here's my question. Is that a place you would go back to with your kids? Or do you feel like, I know it's very kid-oriented, do you feel like there's a better option for your family? Um, I feel like it is very pricey for for what it is if you stay in a suite. And I think that the Little Mermaid rooms that are not the suites are so far away from everything that it is ridiculous, in my opinion. I feel like you're almost at Caribbean Beach before you get to Little Mermaid uh, rooms. So, no, I don't know that I would do that. I think instead I would probably save a little bit of money and go to the cabins at Fort Wilderness. Most likely I would do that. Although that's a big update that's happening. They're transforming the cabins, at least most of them into DVC, which will be very interesting. Um, but I know that's news I, to me. I did not know that. Yeah. It's actually a big deal. It's the first moderate that they're putting DVC in and they're going to basically be redoing all the cabins and anybody can stay in them still, but they will definitely have DVC options. So that will be, it'll be interesting. They're, they're, they're completely redoing them, like putting a lot more glass and making them open and airy, so to speak. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting. Still we'll sleep six, but, um, I think they're also talking about putting in a new pool there. So I think once they start doing that refurb, I think it's going to be really, really nice over there. And uh, frankly, Stephanie, I think I would probably pick Coronado Springs or Caribbean Beach over Art of Animation, especially for the price. We're just not in the, I mean, I don't know. I think I like the amenities just as well or better because they're, they're a moderate price, but Art of Animation is pricey. Gotcha. So here was my question. So you did, you had your, you know, reason you were in Florida, right? Your business thing or whatever it is you had. And then you did three days in a row, solid, open to close. You said that in the future, you might do it differently. And you're trying to convince your wife, you know, that the longer is better. So were you able to convince her that a longer trip is better? And what would you do different? If you could do it again, like what would you from a from a timeline and from a, a day off perspective, what would you do differently? 
Yeah, I think that last part is a, is a good point. The day off perspective, I think, is important because uh, we got to keep that in mind. So uh, for me, what I basically convinced her that we will do next time is we will take our kids out of school on a Friday and we will do through a following Saturday. And so it'll be an eight day trip and we will probably have two days off out of the parks. Um, and so have basically seven full days there that gives us five days in the park. Um, and, uh, we probably will not do a hopper with our children at that point and, um, have two days off flight days. So eight, eight days total. I think that's what we'll do next time. So let me throw out an idea for you then. I mean, what, wait, that's not a great plan. I don't want, I'm not, I'm not poo pooing your plan. Let me throw out an idea. Let me throw out an idea. Once you've bought five one day tickets, the price difference between that five day ticket and a seven day ticket, I don't know what the price is, but probably let's just say 35 bucks ahead. Sure. So if by getting those two extra days that could keep you from having to buy one of those 35 day GD, $35 GD pluses, that might be another use to it. Now, then if you're, if you're able to bring yourself to do it, you could take one of those days where you go in in the morning and you're done by lunch, or you don't go to the park until five in the afternoon. Now, some people just can't bring themselves to do that. So maybe, maybe no, that's we would where def- you are. We would definitely do that. And, and I think that once we started running the numbers, we would absolutely not do Genie Plus, choose to, to spend it on the back end for, for tickets and probably find something to do in the park. Because, I mean, even if we, I mean, for my family, even if we walked into the park and, you know, rode Peter Pan, they would be happy and then left. Like, we've done that before and they were totally happy, you know. So just doing that, we would probably find ways to to maximize our time that way, I would think. I will say it is a weird feeling to know that you could be there all day, but you're choosing not to. Yeah, it, it can be it can be a hurdle to get over. Yeah, I, I think we can do it. <laughs> I think we can do it. I believe in ourselves. <laughs> All right. Um. So you you were there for a work trip and kind of added this on. And I think a lot of families, that's you know, that that's an opportunity that they have. Right. One of the one of the parents has a work trip and it happens to be in the Orlando area. Um. How. How do you feel like that worked? Were you completely exhausted by the time you did all the work stuff during the day and then, you know, went to Disney Springs to go get dinner or something? Like, were you completely exhausted or was it kind of like energizing and made the trip better? No, we were not exhausted. Um, I did realize after the end of the trip, we we walked a lot um, up and down the the conference hotel that we were at. We did a lot of walking, um, but I, I think for me, the excitement of the of getting to go to Disney after the conference kind of helped me hold it all together. Um, I, I think it's a great option because it it you know work paid for for the flights, and so that made it a lot easier financially. And I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of options for that for families, and I would. I would encourage someone to do that. Absolutely. 
Okay, I have one last question. All right. To finish off your trip, did you have, did you purchase any special souvenirs, anything fun, or it, do you have like a typical thing that you tend to gravitate towards for your trip? Well, so I, I collect golf balls. And so I'm always looking for uh, golf balls at Disney and it's not been something that they've done a lot of recently, actually. So it's been challenging to find some of those. I did not find a, a new special one, um, but my kids threatened us uh, that they might not let us back in the house if we didn't bring them something. So um, I, I was pretty excited. My, my son's big into sports. And so I found a 50th anniversary baseball that's pretty cool. Um, so I got, I got that for him, uh, for my daughter, uh, we, we got her some earrings, some, some aerial specific earrings. And so nothing, nothing too crazy for, for them. Um, I did get a couple of t-shirts. So one of the ones that I'm really excited about is they've started to do some, uh, attraction specific t-shirts and specifically over in um, Magic Kingdom. And so I got a Jungle Cruise Adventureland uh, t-shirt. They've also got one for Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. So I got I got that. And uh, yeah, that that was about it. So here's what I want to know on as a follow up. Did you buy more stuff for your kids or for yourself? <laughs> oh, I bought more stuff for my kids. Oh, you did. Okay. Oh, I did. Good. Yeah, I was shocked by that actually. I didn't think that was going to happen, but um but I was reserved. There were some other things that that we wanted. We found a lot of dishes that we really liked. Um like kitchenware stuff that we really really liked, but I I just didn't feel comfortable bringing it home on the plane. I didn't want to ship it this time. So, we I I talked myself out of it. Kevin, what did we miss? What should we have asked you that we that we didn't get to? What did you want to share that uh, that that you didn't get around to sharing tonight? Well, I I think we hit most everything that I wanted to hit. Um, one thing I will tell you as a little pro tip: we did not intend for this to happen, but my wife is terrified of the Skyliner. She is terrified of heights and terrified of the Skyliner. I um, convinced her to do it the first night when we went to Il Molino. That was a bad choice. So uh, we did not ask her to do that again. So she was happy to ride transportation around as she needed to in order to get to where we needed to. But um, on the second night when we went from Epcot to Magic Kingdom, um, nope, that's not correct. It was the first night when we went uh, to... Hollywood Studios. There's not a real good way to get back to Art of Animation without taking the Skyliner because there are no transportation options other than the Skyliner from Hollywood Studios to Art of Animation. So we just called a lift and it was $7. <laughs> and we got back to Art of Animation in about 10 minutes and we called it before we ever got out of the park itself and it was waiting on us and we didn't have to wait on a bus or a skyliner there was a long line for the skyliner and after going thirty thousand steps that day it was wonderful and so i highly encourage you if you're tired or if your kids are just done you don't know how long you're going to wait for a skyliner or for a bus call a lift it's not that expensive seven dollars got us back to our 
um, I resort very quickly, and I will do that again. I promise. That's good. Yeah. That's a good move. Well, anything else we need to uh, to talk about here, ladies? Shutting it down. Any other final questions from you? All right, I'm getting head. I'm getting head shaking. So I think that means uh, we're done. So I don't know when we'll be back, but I know it'll be soon. And uh, I am pretty sure that Todd will be back. So if you missed him today, as we all did, then uh, then then you'll be excited to hear him come back the next time. So uh, until then, you're never too old to wish upon a star. Mm-hmm.